This wacky bridge is gonna be awesome. I love the Wacky Bridge Museum! Oh my god! My time is nearly over. With each passing day, judgment draws nearer. Something terrible is coming. No one believes what Noah says. But I can tell you, whatever God says is true. Hello and welcome to Ramjack and the Dragon Magic Mixtape of Albion. Hey people, so this is a fun episode. We had a lot of random bits here from around the holidays that didn't get on the podcast thus far. With old friends, new friends, and dinosaur friends. Mike Miller, friend of the show from way back in episode 34 when we chronicled his uh, deportation and uh, wacky international antics is back on the show with his wife Valeria as we venture to the Creation Museum on Christmas Eve Day. The greatest day to visit a crazy museum and we've got full reports. As well as some fun times talking to Claire. So let's jump back in time to Winter Solstice 2011. So, happy holidays. Happy Winter Solstice! Happy monkey! Yay! (laughs) Did you have a good one? I have so far. I've taken it easy. Uh, I had an interesting experience, which I kind of mentioned to you before on the bus. What? For what my winter special experience. Well, first of all, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a weird a weird evening because first of all, I was walking along the road and I saw a man pushing a wheelbarrow of onions, and I oh. thought, hmm, that's kind of weird. Okay, so already it's a bit of a weird a weird evening. Well, how how full of it of onions was it? <laughs> it was full. And they weren't in bags, they were loose onions. That's a lot of onions. Unfortunately, he wasn't wearing a stripy top and a beret and carrying some French bread. Like a, a you know, a comedy Frenchman. Because that would have been perfect. But yeah, he was just wheeling onions on the road, going in a wheelbarrow. And I was like, hmm, okay. So then I got on my bus and kind of didn't really look because I'm antisocial and I was listening to my podcasts. And uh, I got on the bus and it was quite empty. It was kind of late afternoon. I sort of was aware that there was two people sitting in the seats parallel to me. So I kind of looked up. There was a guy sitting there wearing elf shoes and elf ears. And I thought, well, okay, fair enough. You know, it's it was like a little elf hat that had like the built-in like felt ears. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, you know, it's almost Christmas. It's that festive time. You know, fair enough. Maybe he's going to a party. I don't know. Sitting next to him was a guy dressed up as a clown. And I'm not talking, you know, and I know obviously you and Alex used to be clowns, but clowns are terrifying. They're up there with Jeff Goldblum as the most terrifying things in existence. Ah. And this wasn't your run-of-the-mill clown. This was like a full-on, they called perio clowns? You know, David Bowie, Ashes to Ashes clown. Sitting there, white, and sort of wearing, sort of half-costumey thing. But like a clown sitting there about five foot away from me. So obviously I'm quite scared. Then... I kind of realised that he's... I thought, well, maybe they're going to a party or something because they exchanged a couple of words and I was like, oh, fair enough. And I was kind of trying to ignore them. Right. And this guy was clown man, David Bowie, uh, was sitting there with this kind of bag on his lap. And then at one point I was kind of aware that I was being watched and I looked up and he was staring at me and stroking this bag on his lap. Ah! And, Death bag. And the first thing I thought was, was that bag contains the souls of chlorophobic children. Oh yeah, definitely. That he's collected. Um, and this is really creepy, so I'm feeling thoroughly creeped out by now. The creepiest thing was, the elf guy got off the bus. They weren't together. Ah! <laughs> this, 
clown man. I don't believe you were there. He was some kind of freaky spirit. <laughs> and then I turned the around and the clown was never there. He was the spirit of winter solstice. <laughs> Come to hunt me down. <laughs> so that was really creepy. And then when I got off the bus, he was still on the bus. <sighs> Just silent, not saying anything, kind of staring at me in a way of, I know that you're terrified. And that's yeah. good, because that's the reason for my existence. But Jimmy the clown died five years ago this very day. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever saw him or his satchel again. Yeah. The children it's... say he still haunts their dreams. <laughs> he died on this very path. So that was really creepy. That was my winter solstice experience. Well, happy winter solstice to you. Well, Claire, I think the most important thing to say on this most festive holidays, as all holidays, is 9-11 wasn't your fault. Thank you. You know what? I think I'm going to have some turkey on Sunday because I think... I deserve it now. All right. All right. That's good. I deserve it at Thanksgiving. Ah, I think we're making a breakthrough. You'll be pleased to know that they're doing a sequel to the Disney film Enchanted. Really? Mm. I can one? hear that you're pleased. Uh, which one is that? I don't even know what that is. Amy Adams. Okay. <laughs> like, I have no clue what film that is. I don't. I have absolutely no... No concept. Be gone, non-Disney nerd. Sorry. Out of my sight. Sorry, I saw Little Mermaid. <laughs> no more Muppets for you. <laughs> They're now owned by Disney, so no more. That's true. That's true. You're gonna true. turn your back on Disney. You gotta turn your back on Kermit. I am not turning my back on Disney. I just have not watched Disney films. Mm. So why did you see the Little Mermaid? Uh, because I was a kid, and it was the, I don't know, it was the last one I saw. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Wow. I, I saw that one in the theater, and uh, yeah. Did it upset you, so you didn't go and see anymore? No, I just, after that, I was just uh, too old for it. Never too old. Never. Ah. Never. Bobby I prescribe you to go and watch The Lion King, uh, Beating Beast. Eh, probably won't. And Pocahontas, so you can fully appreciate the Twin Peaks Pocahontas crossover <laughs> fanfic. Yes, yes. I think it's, it's it's too long at this point. It's like, I, you know, if I was ever going to see them, the time has passed. When it's... you have little kiddies of your own, you can watch them then. Oh, yeah, I'll watch them when that happens. Yes, yes. That, 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 on that day. On that day, when that happen. happens, that yeah. will, sure. Mark, Which will will happen. Mark it down on my calendar for as soon as <laughs> that terrible event happens. <laughs> as soon as they pop out, you'll be like, well... Down to Target to buy my uh, Basil the Great Mouse Detective. Do, 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 do. Time to watch some movies. You can decide which princess you'd like to be out of all the Disney princesses. I don't want to be a princess. There's, there's one for everyone, Brad. Is there? Which Okay, which which Disney princess should I be? Uh, I think you should be... I think you should be Cinderella, because she's industrious. Okay, is she? Yeah. Well, actually, no, she's not, because she gets the little cartoon mice to do everything for her. Yeah. Uh, so maybe Snow White. Snow White's pretty industrious. Is she? Do you like little people? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm I guess if they're children. <laughs> I guess if I guess if they're uh, going off and and uh, mining diamonds for me <laughs> while I just sit around on my ass all day, I guess that's pretty cool. <laughs> actually, Snow White does get all the animals to do the clean for her, so she's not industrious either. Exactly. You would have to be uh, the one out of uh, Princess and the Frog, Tiana. What does she do? She does. She's she's a hardworking modern woman who then gets turned into a frog and <laughs> marries a prince. And then uh, I don't want to do uh, either of those things. <laughs> and then um, you know, gets her restaurant and builds it up from scratch and has a 
uh, you know, a business empire and is in the Disney film for the last few years that completely bombed at the box office. Uh, I don't know. Like what about the one from Beauty and the Beast? Because she likes books. Okay, that's... Be her. What? Oh, no, what's her name? Belle. There you go. I'll be the literate She's princess. considered a bit of an outcast. Is kind of shunned by society. <laughs> but who's, who's the beauty and who's the beast, huh? Hmm? Hmm? We are all the beauty and the beast inside, bro. Oh, it's, 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 it's a metaphor. Mm. It's deep. So deep. So okay, um, okay, that's which Disney princess I'm gonna be. Um, mm. My question is, oh, which Arnold Schwarzenegger movie are you going to be? Ooh, ah, I like this question. Well, I'm feeling quite festive at the moment, so maybe Jingle All the Way. That is a good one to be. That holiday classic. That's uh, a good one to be. But turn on man. Put those cookies down. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think if I own any Arnold Schwarzenegger films, and do you know what? I don't. What? Not a one. Oh, you know, man, dude. I feel quite ashamed. Um, I am quite partial, I am quite partial to, uh, for the sheer comedy value, a little bit of, um, Batman and Robin. And I have kind of got the same hair colour as Uma Thurman in that film. Okay. And I, I am kind of amused by bad puns, so that film would be good, because it's, you know, one giant long bad pun. Uh, so, yeah, but no, I'm gonna go with Jingle All the Way. That's, I, yeah, Jingle All the Way is a pretty good one to be. Um, I would also suggest The Villain. I don't know what this is. The Villain is a Western. It's basically the concept behind it. It's in a Western? This is a, this is a comedy Western starring Kirk Douglas and Anne Margaret and Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love Anne Margaret. The basic concept behind it was, um, we're gonna make a Roadrunner cartoon live action. <gasps> Including Acme weaponry. Yes. Wow. At one point, does Arnold Schwarzenegger go to run in a tunnel, but hits a brick wall because it's actually an elaborate painting done? That does happen. <gasps> he goes through the That's tunnel the and then. I've ever heard of. And then Kirk Douglas tries to go through the tunnel, and of course, you know, does not work out. Is Kirk Douglas like modern Kirk Douglas in that he's about a thousand years old, or was this made like a long time ago? This was in '79, so he's getting up there. Oh, so it's quite young, Arnie. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. I want to see this film. What's the what's the synopsis? Sell it to me. He's dressed in black from boots to hat, and he's twirling double iron. His name is Cactus Jack Slater, and he's the villain. <laughs> Kirk Douglas dies as the ne'er-do-well highwayman in this screwball gunslinger comedy, co-starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Handsome Stranger, and Arnold <laughs> and Anne Margaret as Lusty Miss Charming Jones. Mm. Charming's father, Parody, has sent her on a risky overland errand, providing a crooked banker, Avery Simpson, with the perfect chance to double-cross Parody out of a silver fortune. And when Simpson offers to buy Cactus out of the snakes in jail if he'll do the dirty work, Cactus Jack schemes to double-cross the double-crosser. <laughs> but his plans are foiled when Arnold Schwarzenegger weighs in as handsome stranger. Are you sure this isn't one of the films that Arnold Schwarzenegger was in in Last Action Hero? One of his fake films. <laughs> it's it's so real and it's so awesome. Ride along with a horse named Whiskey and an all-star cast featuring Paul Lind <laughs> as the villain plots to outsmart Handsome Jack with slapstick determination. A raucous western spoof that proves you can't judge a cowboy by the color of his hat. That's my favorite type of western spoof. It's so good. I love I'm this gonna, movie. I'm gonna see this. I'm having a look now. It's pretty awesome. Paul Lynn. I think Paul Lynn plays an Indian. Is he Nervous Elk? I think he's Nervous Elk. 
doubt Doesn't worry. Say, we'll Ray get that Bickle handsome plays. stranger. <laughs> Ray Bickle plays man. It's a classic. Well, let me ask you this really quick. Um, so I will hopefully be going to the Creation Museum. Yes. On Christmas Eve day. Yes. Um, any anything in particular you want me to take pictures of? Or report uh, in on? Take, take pictures of everything. I would also like pictures of um, people's people's faces as they they look at the uh, exhibits and the, the rapturous joy on their faces. I would love that. Awesome. Yes. Uh, also, Adam and Eve and a dinosaur would be great. Oh, can do. Piece of cake. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Oh. Is this is the serpent in that scene as well? Yes. Oh, is the apple there? Ah, uh, I think so. Oh, get all those in a photo together with just the little dinosaur looking in the background and I'll be happy. Awesome. <laughs> the little Yoshi. <laughs> I will. I will indeed. That'll be, that'll be the, the best Christmas present of all. Awesome. All right. I will do that. Hurrah. Yay. All right. Well, Claire, it's not your fault. That's what you say. It's not your fault. 9-11 was not <laughs> your fault. <laughs> in two days, I can have turkey and that will cleanse me. That's my Christmas wish. Granted. Happy Winter Solstice. Yay! Thanks. We're at Starbucks right now. Huh? We're getting ready to go to the Creation Museum. Guys, uh, thoughts? Are you excited? What's happening? Uh, I'm super pumped. Uh, I hope this time that the, uh, the the dog, the guard dog, doesn't try to attack me. Right, I might right. try to enter <laughs> be great. the museum. But I'm looking forward to seeing my favorite film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evolution bad, creationism good. <laughs> I think the men in white, I think is what you're referring to. Ah, it's called the men in white. Yes. That's right. It's called the men in white. Yes, yes. Because they're angels. Right. Or, yeah. We've been for. This is your first visit. What are you yeah. expecting? Uh, I don't know what to expect. You, you don't. No. You can't. I can't imagine it. <laughs> Just what's the, what do you think is the first thing you see when you go in? Just give us like what's the first thing you see. When you go in? Uh, in the Creation is you see a yeah. uh, Bible, a Bible, big Bible, How big? a yeah, huge like a, a Trenta, Bible, a Trenta, a Trenta Bible, <laughs> <laughs> Trenta Bible. Yeah. Also, can I point out at the Starbucks? Um, there, you know, there's children drawing up on the wall, and there's at least two kids that are just drawing Starbucks cups. One kid has drawn a tall and a venta. He's left out the Grande, and he's left out the Trenta. I guess because he didn't have enough paper. <laughs> maybe it's because Gage took care of the uh, grande. Oh, because Gage, Gage drew the grande. That's it. Very creative, children. Very Good, creative. Great, great oh, work, yeah. children. Great work. Glad you're imaginative at drawing the cups that your parents are drinking from. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop this. One of the exciting things about the Creation Museum is that you can learn all about how dragons, and by dragons I mean dinosaurs, were on Noah's Ark. This next bit is audio from an animatronic Noah explaining how that nonsense works. Two of every kind of everything land-dwelling animal so that they may multiply on the earth. And since these creatures you call dinosaurs are land animals, then of course they came on to the other. Oh, reminds me. Yes, Father? It's time to open grain store number 17 for the dragons. I'm sure they're getting home. Sounds like I'm getting a bit hungry myself. How did I fit? The dinosaurs? <laughs>
this art is huge. Now, I know there are different kinds of dinosaurs with many varieties within each kind, but the Lord brought to me two of every kind of land animal. And there's only about 50 kinds of what you call dinosaurs. So I only needed around a hundred of them. <laughs> oh, I know what you're thinking. But dinosaurs are so huge. <laughs> well, the average sized dinosaur would only come up to about waist high. And some are as small as chickens. Besides, God didn't have to bring full-grown adults. Young dinosaurs are easier to handle. They eat less, and they live longer to reproduce after the flood. Very good question. Anything else? Alright, so here's what I did. I snuck in my iPod, and I did a little audio recording of a film in the Creation Museum called The Last Adam. So I just thought maybe I'd play it and uh, throw in some comments, pop-up video style. I hope it's entertaining and informative and terrifying, because it is. Enjoy! It's a maxillary tooth, upper jaw. The relic now. But can you imagine what it represents? A real animal. Incredible, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. This is more than just an old fossil to me. It reminds me of something real, something powerful. Now this book, some people think it's just an old relic too. Tales and stories from another time and place. Not to me. This is written by someone who was actually there. I don't know about that. Especially now if we're talking about the New Testament, in which the best estimates are between 66 and 110 CE for the Gospels. So that's, best case scenario, 40 years after Jesus supposedly died, before anyone bothered to make a note about the Messiah coming and doing magic on planet Earth. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Right from the start in the book of Genesis, the Bible tells us about the origin of all things. Matter, light, earth, sun, moon, atoms. Yeah, it also gets those things very, very wrong. And not to mention it contradicts itself. There's a whole Genesis 1, Genesis 2. There's two completely different creation stories in the Bible. It doesn't matter because they're both wrong and they don't match up with facts at all. So there's that, I guess. Some people say that none of it is true. Well, that's not what I believe. Well, what you believe is demonstrably wrong. I believe all of it is true. Everything I learned just keeps confirming how true it is, how true it always has been. The Bible even helps make sense of the hard things in this world. Things like pain, suffering, and death. These were not part of the original creation. 
But God created Adam. He didn't make him to be just an obedient puppet. Adam had the freedom to choose, to make his own decisions. But Adam chose to disobey God's rule, go his own way. That is called sin. And herein is the biggest problem with Christianity. The concept that there's this inherent sin, this terrible thing that, you all, that we all have to pay for. It's, it's degrading of humanity because we're all sinful creatures. It's, we all have a sinful nature. We're inherently bad. Fuck that. With Adam's sin, the process of death had begun. As Adam sinned and died, so do we all. By one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. And so death pass upon all men, for that all have sinned. Sin changed everything. Severed our relationship with God. Introduced pain, suffering, and death. And this sin affected all of humanity, you and me. We cannot on our own make things right with God. It doesn't matter how smart we are, how well we behave, how handsome we become. But thankfully, God had an eternal plan. He made a promise to a man named Abraham, a man who was in his 70s, had no children, that through his family, all people on earth would be blessed. The Lord brought Abraham forth and said, Look now toward heaven, and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Abraham's children became the Israelites, the chosen people of God. And about 500 years later, God chose another man, Moses, to lead his people and to teach them his laws and commandments. God said to Moses, I am that I am. Thus shall you say to the children of Israel, I am, has sent me to you. Quick timeout. Um, first and foremost, Moses probably didn't exist. There was no mass exodus of Hebrew slaves from Egypt. That never happened. We know that from all of the historical and all the archaeological evidence. It didn't happen. Also, plagues didn't happen. No evidence of that anywhere. No one bothered to write it down. It was made up long, long after the fact. So through Moses, God revealed his law and the people's need for an unblemished sacrifice to atone for sins. What's with this creepy God and demanding sacrifices? So in obedience to God, the Israelites shed the blood of spotless lambs over and over again for the forgiveness of sins. We see now that their sacrifices symbolized what was to come the Messiah. The one who would provide the ultimate and perfect sacrifice for the sin of the world. Oh, we see now that they are creepy creepos killing a group of animals for no reason. Oh, oh, just so they get prepared for the eventual human sacrifice? Oh, well, I guess that's cool. No worries there. This is crazy. Then, just as the prophets foretold, the Messiah came to earth. Wasn't really prophesized though. I mean, you can't have a prophecy that you write up after the fact, or you can't make up things so that it fits old-timey prophecies. Also, a lot of like the Messiah prophecies, they don't match up with the Jesus story. 
Like, there's things that just didn't happen. I guess those prophecies don't count anymore? Unless you make, like, ridiculous backbending explanations? It doesn't work out. Sorry. Nope. Was born of a young virgin named Mary, who already knew something about sacrifice. A sacrifice always had to be perfect. God required it. God is a dick. I have memories as a little girl when my family would pick our best lamb from the flock. The priest took his knife and... It always broke my heart. But my parents insisted that all of us were there. They wanted to make sure we each understood how terrible sin is. And just how much it costs to cover it. Again, this is fucking bananas. And sin is not a real thing. Just step back for a second and realize the damage that this heinous concept is doing. It's not real. It's not a thing. We're not all inherently evil, bad, terrible creatures. That's fucking brainwashing and belittling of humanity. One day, after I was engaged to Joseph, I was visited by an angel of God. He told me not to be afraid, and that I was to give birth to a son, and that I should call him Jesus. I asked how this could be, since I was still a virgin. The angel told me the power of the Most High would overshadow me, and that my son would be called the Son of God. <coughs> One day I learned my son would be called something else as well. Jesus' life was everything the prophets foretold. He was born the Virgin Mary, grew in knowledge and stature, and at about 30 years of age, he began his public ministry. Granny didn't do all the rest of the things that the Messiah was prophesied to do, but we'll just forget about those. Or he can do them when he comes back. Second coming, you'll get to them. So don't worry about it. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. During his ministry, Jesus healed the sick, restored sight to the blind, good news to the poor and told the people that the kingdom of God was at hand. It's kind of crazy that he was doing all these amazing magical feats and no one bothered to write down a simple note about it. Nobody. No one's talking about it for 40 years after he died. If you saw someone healing sick, raising people from the dead, I think it might get a little notice. No one's fucking talking about it. Like, magic's just going around happening all the fucking time. It never happened. It didn't happen. But he was betrayed by one of his own disciples, Judas. And handed over to the Jewish and Roman authorities.
right, guys, get ready for my favorite part. This is the best part of this film. <laughs> My garrison trained in Hierapolis. I worked for Caesar. I'm a Roman centurion, part of the most powerful army ever to walk the face of the earth. We were on assignment in Jerusalem during the festival the Jews called Passover. We had three crucifixions for the morning, nothing unusual. Two thieves and one religious rebel. King of the Jews, they called it. Me, I just do my job. I'm just doing my job. Just working nine to five, getting shit done and all. What? Yeah? Just trying to put bread on the table. Pay those bills. <laughs> we see crucifixion as a warning. It's not meant to be pretty. Until you watch a man die like that, you won't want to cross Rome. There's King. He's hanging there. I hear him say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Who's he talking to? I'm looking around for his dad. Hey, anybody seen his dad? Hey, hey, fellow centurions. Anybody seen this dude's dad? Where the fuck's he at, huh? Somebody get his pops over here? Who is this guy? And he yells out as loud as he can. Like a receipt stamp, what? Yeah, it's like I go up to 7-Eleven, get myself a big gulp, get a receipt for it. That's like what he did right here. What the hell is happening? Who is this guy? I love him. I love the yokel Roman centurion. <laughs> what in the world is he talking about? Paid in full. That's it, he dies. It was like he, he chose to die right then. Most, most people last upon the cross for, for days sometimes. I mean, usually, you know, people up there for a long time. This pussy's just dead in a second. I mean, what the hell's that about? Crucifixion is, is usually longer lasting this, so he, he died sooner. It's even less of a sacrifice, which is not a sacrifice at all. If, if you knew right now that you could save everyone that would ever lived, past, present, future, from being tortured forever in hell for their sins by dying, but you're not really going to die. You're going to go and be the king of heaven in the sky. That's not a sacrifice at all. That's not a sacrifice. That's an upgrade, if anything. 
It's slightly painful dying and all, sure. Small, small price to pay. I would do it right now in a second. I'd like to be king of heaven in the sky? Well, that's cool, and I know it's real. Because uh, I am God slash the son of God slash she talks to me directly. Whatever. I don't know. Not a sacrifice. Then when we checked in, a whole hillside starts to rumble and shake. Sky goes black. Rocks start to crack into pieces. He said the curtain in the Jewish temple tore right in half from the top to the bottom. And I'm a soldier of Rome. I'm not afraid of anything. I tell you what, that day... I've never seen anything like it. This man was... He was the Son of God. Look, we're all sinners. No, we're not. That's nonsense. We've all rebelled against God. We're all worthy of death. The wages of sin is death. This is absolute nonsense. Even if this were true, it would be immoral, and God would not be deserving of worship at all. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The good news, the gospel, is that the Lamb of God was given for our sins, yours and mine. I don't give a fuck what it does for me and my sin debt. A human sacrifice is immoral no matter what God's plan is. Granted, again, not a real sacrifice. To restore us to a right relationship with our Creator. Throughout history, God unfolded His plan, and it doesn't end with death at all. Not for Jesus, not for His people, not for His creation. Again, the plan, Jesus, God, sacrifices Himself to himself, God, to rectify the infractions to an arbitrary series of laws that he himself created with the foreknowledge that they would be broken. Hey, God, that's a shitty plan. That's an awful plan. It's the worst plan. The power and plan of God were demonstrated when Jesus conquered death. He rose from the dead. He didn't remain in the tomb. His resurrection was witnessed by over 500 people. And none of them bothered to make a note or tell anyone about it for 40 years. Nothing. No written evidence of any of this until, at best, the absolutely earliest, earliest little bits of the Gospels, 40 years after the fact. All of this magical craziness. No one bothered to make a note. You realize we have really good records from before, after, during this time period. No one seemed to bother to write about it. It's kind of big shit. I mean, magical nonsense was happening. And no one wrote it down. No one told anyone that would write it down. No one was like, hey, did you hear about what happened? Yeah, magics. No one bothered. No one. It's because it didn't really happen. There's no evidence that it happened at all. He is not here, for he is risen. No longer is a perfect lamb an animal necessary, for God has provided the lamb, his own son, Jesus of Nazareth, Oh, you're sick of having to kill off a group of animals for me? I can take care of that, no worries. I'll just make a son and kill him off instead. Hey, what are you doing? This is crazy. 
in Adam we all die. But in Jesus, we can find life and live forever with him in a new earth that God is preparing where there will be no more sin or suffering or death. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. For by grace are you saved through faith, and then not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. In the Garden of Eden, at the dawn of creation, God looked upon all he had made and said it was very good, perfect. But the first Adam polluted it, and because of him all things were broken. The world's still reeling from that first act of rebellion. But in the last Adam, Jesus, all things will be made new. The first Adam brought sin and death into the world. But the last Adam, Jesus Christ, brings life to the world. God offers us the opportunity to start over again, forgiven, spotless and loved. That, my friends, is the essence of the gospel. This first Adam, last Adam nonsense is such a weird, thinly stretched metaphor. Like, I don't even know. First Adam, last Adam. Oh, fuck off. The Bible makes it clear. God's gift of salvation is offered to us. Not to just hear. Not to just agree with. But to respond to. And let it change us. And to share it with others. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. If you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Again, to clarify... There's no reason to believe any of this is true. No reason. Also, I don't think you choose what you believe. Like, I can't choose to believe that a strawberry is blue. It, that doesn't, it doesn't work like that. My beliefs can change when I'm presented with new evidence, but I can't just choose to believe something. I don't think that's how the human brain works. You can pretend to believe things and maybe eventually delude yourself or brainwash yourself into it, sure. But I don't think you can just ch make a choice to believe something that you don't believe. So, because I don't believe this, do I deserve to be tortured forever in hell? Fuck that. God should have come up with a better plan. Of course, later the third Adam came along and fucked everything up all over again. Then we had to get a fourth Adam. Fourth Adam fixed it up. I got a bad feeling though. Fifth Adam's on the march. He's gonna ruin it all over again. So many Adams. Serious. So guys, uh, we enjoyed our wacky trip. Yeah. It was wacky. It's like a painful but enjoyable. First it's mentally wacky, and then it becomes physically wacky. Right. You know, it starts it's from the inside, crazy, then it manifests to the outside. It's crazy, but... I mean... There's a but. 
No, I mean, it's like a, a, we, we find it amazing, but actually, that, that's the way a lot of people think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe more than what I thought. Yeah, yeah, it's a little awe-inspiring, a little terrifying. Yeah. And completely frightening. And fun. Funny. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's definitely hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> Best movie I've seen all year. <laughs> Hi guys, this is Alex, uh, reporting back to Ramjack. Uh, we are presently on the Thames uh, in Peep's Pub, and I'm here with Ramjack fan favorites and people on the show before. I have Ben beside me. Hello. Um, it's been a while since you've been on the show. I, it has been a while. When was the last episode? It was a long time ago. Well, the last episode I was actually on, or... Because I sent in um, a Valentine's card in 2010 <laughs> that had my Finally voice owning up to that, aren't you? <laughs> Talking about the polar bears having to go back to the Lost Islands. Uh, but I think the last episode I was on was like 13 or 14. And you guys are on like 84 now, I think. So it's been a while. Well, welcome back. <laughs> and of all places back. in London. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also here with Claire, who's been on the show a lot lately, I would say. Yes. Hello. Yeah, trying to vent all that guilt she has over, you know, Thanksgiving and 9-11 yeah. and all that other stuff. Claire. Claire, I mean, yeah. Part of this is so that Ramjack can come up here in person and tell you, look, <laughs> it's not your fault. Take that Thank guilt you. and just take it off. Get some sleep for crying out loud. I appreciate the sentiment. It means a lot. We were talking a little bit before the recording about how she doesn't get any sleep and how we've slept on this trip the entire time. We think that it really is the guilt. She has so much guilt. And we have no guilt. We have no guilt. We sleep like babies. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it's because I have we, too much. Yeah, because we were so oppressed by them back before we broke away during the revolution, and then we come up here. It's like, what's up? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like the reverse of like the white guilt, I guess, or whatever. Um, but colonial guilt, a reverse colonialism. Sure. <laughs> so we sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like we sleep, we sleep until you get up and do, we do our morning exercises. <laughs> I have to pop my back, man. The other day, Ben woke up and almost routine. Wow. He like got up like half awake and started like moving his arms back and forth, like he was kind of rowing but not. I was <laughs> like, what the hell are you doing? I was stretching. I was trying to pop my lower back. It was awesome. Did you wake up to this? Yeah. Like, well, I you woke, woke up, up and you saw it, but you were already awake. The alarm clock went off. I was kind of awake. <laughs> shot up. So this morning, I did the same thing. It's morning ritual now. We've been in well, London Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow when we get up. Six days? Seven? Six days. Because we're here at eight total, I think, and we've got two wow. left, but two of those are travel days, so I don't really know how that works. Are we going to leave? I don't no. want to. I decided you stay? you're going to get your master's here and I'm going to go work to the BBC. Yeah. I've got a spare room CBS. in my house right now. There you go. Bam. There you go. So I can sleep in Claire's slayer room. And, we can do bunk beds. You can Let's do bunk beds again. Yeah, you can do bunk beds. It's fine. We did bunk beds for like the first two days we were here. Or you can spoon. Whatever's easiest. No, bunk Spooning beds. Would bunk be fun. Beds, bunk beds. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing against spooning. I just, it's weird just to sleep with somebody that I found. Go ahead. That I'm not sleeping with. Oh, Okay, I think we're good. Thank you. Did we ever get that was the last call, by the no, way. Yeah, that was the last call. Everything closes so early I don't know what time it, it is. does, man. That's insane. Guess, yeah. guess what time it is. 7.30. <laughs> That's about right. I told you all English people were in bed by 9. It is 9.47. Wow. No one is outside and about. 
that was so weird the day after New Year's going out and there not really being anything open. We looked forever for How a about pub. The day we looked forever New for Year's. a pub twice and only found one that was really open mm. and doing things on New Year's. And the day after that, there were no pubs that would open. They would, none of them would have us. The day of New Year was crazy, and as in how quiet it was. Me and Camille. Oh which is a, a friend of mine, by the way, um, couldn't believe how quiet it was. And we felt really bad that the only place we could find to feed you guys was an American restaurant. Which was Actually, awesome. <laughs> we freaking love that. I walked through the doors, and the first thing I hear that caught my ear was Tennessee being mentioned. And yeah. I thought, that's impossible. Where, where the, the hell are we? English accent, though, because those announcers yeah. are English. Oh, Tennessee school's another one. What? Who are you And football was actually American football in that place, too. So disorienting. It was weird, dude, because they, it was such a mix of different American God. like cultures all in one. I will say, but they got a lot of it right, and some of it a little odd. Mm. But uh, yeah, if you want an authentic, uh, I guess, American dining experience in London, what was the place we went to? Bodine's in Soho, Poland Street. There you go. It was they got a lot of it right because it was like America sans New York and L.A. It was like yeah. the South mixed with mm. like the North Midwest area. French fries are on point. Those taste just like American the French baby fries. Baby back ribs were on or point. Or chips. But the barbecue sauce, there, there are a lot of different types of barbecue sauce in the States. Mm. And they had the South, like, vinegar, like, barbecue I had, like, a hickory sauce. one. I didn't have the hickory one. I had the one uh, that had, like, a, like a vinegary taste, which oh, was okay. the one that you ordered because there wasn't oh, yeah, yeah. enough there. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it was good. Barbecue is on point. The full barbecue yeah. tasted just like it does from Memphis. Yeah, it's good. That's my favorite best. place to eat in town. Really? Yeah. Oh, Oh. Macaroni and cheese. Nah. nah. It did not taste like American macaroni and cheese. You didn't eat much. Been. You played with it a little bit. And I know like it. it didn't taste <laughs> like American. It is interesting when Ben doesn't, because Ben eats, you know, you can eat it as well as anybody. Um, but you don't want to consume everything on your plate. There are some things I've seen you eat that you just don't eat all of. That one fish sandwich we had at that cafe outside the National That's Gallery. Gross. Yeah, you took a few bites and just like... Mm. Do you mean like my salad tonight? Yeah, like you picked through that. I don't think you ate any of it. It looked like you just kind of moved it around. I ate bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, so you could have had some of our stuff. I had an awesome ratatouille. Your ratatouille looked amazing. (laughs) It was really good. Yeah. Super good. Yeah, yeah. They put egg on a lot of stuff here, too. Yeah. I noticed that. Mm. I mentioned that to Claire. I don't know what it is. I've not noticed this. It's weird. Are you guys going to have fish and chips before you leave? I already have. Did we have fish and chips? Yeah, I had it yesterday. Yesterday we went to a a pub next to our uh, hostel, and we watched um, Spain football and had fish fish and chips. You had fish and chips? Do you mean football or soccer? Like soccer, yeah. We saw Real Madrid play um, Malaga, M-A-L-A-G-A, which was also in Spain. Yeah, which was also in Spain. Oh, nice. And uh, we were for Real Madrid, I think, because the people around us in our section were for Real Madrid. Madrid. They just got beat so bad. They did. They got two to beat zero. two to zero, wow. handed to them. Yeah, to the Americans, that's like a what, like a three to forty-two football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was what was weird? Because we've had multiple pub experiences. There was New Year's, which was crazy. I don't really remember most. of There that. wasn't a lot in Ben remembers from that New Year's, but it was really fun. I really don't remember <laughs> like fifteen minutes after New Year's. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Short story, and I'll, I'll avoid go on this. Yeah, avoid Sambuca. <laughs> Hungarians can freaking party like nobody can. can. What's it? Down. Yeah. Yeah. Sambuca's weird. It's a liquor statement. Sambuca's evil. Yes. Oh, yeah. The other public experience we had was that one. 
uh, the sports one, which was neat because it was broken up into the multiple, I guess, games that were going on. Mm. And it was multiple level, but it was weird because it was almost like there were individual teams in there, even though they were on the screen. Like, if someone cheered, all the other teams were, like, looking at the other room like, fucking shit. Bastards. <laughs> nice. And everyone was waiting for their time to cheer or to go, oh, it was neat to be a part of that. I don't even think there's anything equivalent to that in the States. Like, any sports bar, I've never really seen that. Especially broken up into the different, like, teams. And so, then, not like, broken up into teams so... like that. I've gone to... And Ram Jack people don't care about sports, but... Like, oh, Brad cares there. a lot about sports. <laughs> oh, He's our I resident Brad sports. Right. I mean, Brad's... I mean, I've said some things that are probably wrong on this, and he... He keeps up with it. He'll correct you, don't worry. Yeah. When I lived in Chicago, though, I went to a Michigan, uh, Illinois, maybe, um, like, like, uh, football pub, like American football pub, and the two were playing each other, and that was like a half the bar versus half the bar kind of thing. And that was a surreal experience. True. That's the closest, that was not, but that was nowhere near as close as what we experienced. That was like two on the same side of of one room. What we saw was like five or six different floors doing shit. It was just an interesting experience. Super tired, though. Didn't really get to enjoy it as much as I did. Exhausted. Claire, do you keep up with sports over here? I've been to one football game in my life. Wow. Yeah, that was it. What about cricket? No. I think I could get into cricket. No, cricket's like posh rounders. What? What? You do rounders at school, and it's like exactly the same as cricket. It's kind of like baseball type thing. Well, um, cricket's very different from baseball. But they just That's all right. just bore me to tears. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brad. About tennis? No, that's even more boring. It's just... Back, forth, back. back I, I, I mind my head back and forth at this point. What about dog shows? Dog shows. Well, I do have all the dog facts, so... Yeah. You know, can't argue with those. Show. Yeah. I showed you the app the other night. I was really I impressed it. with the app, and I think my sister download. would love that app as it's well. It's free to download. You know this, right? I Anyone don't have a smartphone. Oh, well, then you should get a smartphone for the dog phone app. That's a reason to get it. Yeah, like that would be the only reason I would seller. get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why don't you have a smartphone? You just never. Because I have no self control over the amount of time uh, I would spend on Twitter. <laughs> there you go. You yeah. have a break. That's it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have my very high tech phone right here. See. Nice. <laughs> a bar, like a candy bar phone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That. I have noticed that your junk food here is really good. I bet to say anything else about the food. Oh, junk food. Oh, no, those uh, bubble candy bars are delicious. The aerated, which they yeah. kind of have in Oh, the arrows. Oh, yeah. Cool. Those are pretty mean. Maybe they have yeah. bubbles inside of them. Cadbury chocolate is really good. And you have like a fruit and nut I'm Cadbury like, bar? Yeah. That's awesome. I'm not like Keenan Cadbury. I, I prefer Galaxy and Mars chocolate. I think I've had a Galaxy. They're really good. But I have to say, anything beats Hershey's because... Yeah, that's not... Ugh. No, not the best. Hershey's isn't good. You guys have Baby Ruth's, which is the best chocolate bar. We tried to find some at an airport for you. I can buy them, but they're about a pound each. They're ridiculously overinflated. So if I get a craving, I'll just go and Can you imagine paying like $1.56 for a... For a regular size chocolate bar? For a regular size Baby Ruth? They grow on trees over it. We can just grab them. Oh, yeah. They're in the gutters. It's crazy. (laughs) They're overflowing. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the way it is over there. Land of plenty. Yeah. Um, probably why we broke away Streets recently. Streets are paved with chocolate. Yeah. It's a fun time in the States. People don't realize that. Is it? Yeah. It's, you know what? Maybe we don't have to leave, Ben. We can just stay here. I think Mike Miller had it down here, when yeah. he said... I've already rented you my room. <laughs> At a very nice fee. Yeah. We can live here now, Ben. You'd be living you with three other ladies, by the way. I didn't mention that. Nothing wrong with That's, that. I've lived yeah, with a lady before. <laughs> 
Nice. There you go. Nice. There you go. We're starting our new life here in mighty Britannia. Um, I guess I'll Skype in the rest of the Ramjacks, yeah. Brad. Sorry, buddy. You'll get over here eventually, I guess. Get that passport. You've got your English slang terms, courtesy of Misfits. Got it. Misfits you know, and skins, by the way. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, the term snog just sounds disgusting to me. I don't know why. I'm not a huge fan of it either. It does sound... It's gross. almost... It's, it's too close to snot. That's it sounds lie. very phlegmy. Yeah, I don't exactly. want to snog anybody. No. I'll make out with somebody, but oh, I don't want to snog duh. anybody. Like a casual hookup? Duh. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> but not... not <laughs> a Halloween kickback. <laughs> <laughs> You know the first person who used that phrase, casual hookup? Alyssa. She just said it randomly one time and we all laughed at her. But a casual snog, gross. Are there any other British terms you can, like, break us in? Like, we should be using on the last day we're here. Uh, my favorite my favorite are, like, the um, insults and curse words. What are some like, insult wanker. me or Ben? Wanker. Wanker's not that bad. Do you find the word cunt offensive? Personally, no, but it is offensive is to a lot to of women? people. But I don't find it offensive. I it's just find, a word. What about this twice? is interesting. I think that's funny. Yeah. I think it's quite cute. I don't. <laughs> it's like, oh. interesting. That's probably my least favorite out of those. I just don't. Yeah, it's like, oh. <laughs> that's weird. I don't like that word. It's like snog. I'm See, I don't, I don't like either one of those words, but in America, those are very offensive words. You can't say the word. You, like, you can't even. Like, you have to like whisper. You can't that really word. say it over here either, but really? personally, really? I don't find it offensive. It's just a word. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you know. But I guess it is one we reserve for, like, circumstances when you would need to use something that would be offensive, I guess. Yeah. I think you tend to hear it more in, like, American media than over here. Really? Yeah. See, I thought you heard it more yeah, over I, here. Yeah, I thought so, too. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. No, like, use more in television and films and things. Yeah, that's, that's what we were thinking. Or songs, like, See You Next Tuesday by uh, Cash. I like the term bollocks. It's great. Bollocks is bollocks a classic. Is yeah. Nothing beats motherfucker. So that's oh, that's, like. yeah. Can you say that again? Motherfucker. Okay. It's a little different, but I like that. I like their use of piss here, too. Because yeah. we don't use the word piss nearly enough. Yeah, yeah. getting pissed. Taking the piss. piss. And piss, piss off. off. Yeah. yeah, piss off's good. How about geezer? Off. I thought geezer. that was a funny one. Geezer, you don't tend to hear that much. I like governor. Governor? Does it mean the same thing? That's very thing? cockney. Governor's like maybe someone like who... Like the man, someone who has a higher man. like social standing than you. Come with Maybe. Yeah, okay. governor. Alright, governor. Yeah. Does anyone use the word Cheerio? I've never heard I do. Cheer. Cheers, <laughs> I guess, is a, a version Thank of it. That was our bill, by the way. <laughs> yeah, set down. They, they are about yeah. to throw us out of this they place. They are literally going to pick us up and throw us. It is not even 10 o'clock. It is almost we'll have to go and find another pub. That works. If we can. We will. If we can. <laughs> yeah, right. Cheerio, I like. I like cheers. I say cheers a lot instead of thank you. Cheers is great. I like the word of mate. It's where everybody knows your name. Yeah. Yeah. Mate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Mates probably. a lot. Yeah. We use bra in the States a lot. No, we <laughs> friend... Yeah, we do all the time. <laughs> we're, we're just goofing with each other. My friend says dude a lot, but only in emails and texts. And then if she says it in person, it just doesn't sound right. You yeah. need, like, a Californian accent to say yeah. dude. A lot of the times when we're being, like, pretending to be, I guess, obnoxious Americans, we'll just affect a bro voice. You pretend? Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where's this coming from? <laughs> We have to sound obnoxious, though, sometimes, because I feel like we're loud sometimes when we're walking around. I don't mean to be. Not really. I don't think so. 
When you you call me out on it more than I call you out. I will say this: I do feel very comfortable in London. Out of all the places I've been, like outside of the states, like in Mexico, it was like, okay, this is cool and all, whatever. And even like in California, when I went to LA, it was like, okay, this is cool or whatever. But London, it feels fine. It's like I fit in almost. It's like, all right, cool, whatever. My city thanks you. Oh yeah, London is very eclectic. There's like all kinds of people living here, which I guess helps. But I don't know. Pretty neat. It's one of the things I love most about the city. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really get that. I mean, New York was freaking huge, and I only got to experience part of it. But most of that was like... Store. What was that island? Off Staten, of it? Staten Island. Staten Island, and that's just... I mean, mm, really I nice people, but that was weird. The only place I've ever felt uncomfortable or not in place would be France, and that's just because I didn't speak the language. Yeah, but nobody likes French. Do they really smell? Do they smell as bad as people say? That's one thing so. people always... <laughs> see, as most people say they don't like L.A., the, most people who travel say they don't like L.A. and they don't like France for mm. some reason. And the only people who say they do like France, I'm always curious as to why. I really don't I like L.A. You hate I, it? No, I just don't like it. I was I, kind of indifferent when I went. I, I was just like, meh, I've seen it, I've done it. I love San Francisco. I love I San Diego, but L.A., I don't care about. I love Paris as well, so mm. I do like that's the only place I've been in France. Yeah, France. France. <laughs> different, yeah, different accents. Different dialects. Different dialects, yeah. it's cool. No yeah. Picks. No way. You say potato, I say potato. Spud. Maybe the other way Or spud. spud. Tater. Or tater. tater. Or mash. Yeah. Tater, not tater. Tater. What is tater? I don't know what tater is. Tater. 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 Oh, the lights um, have come right. on. Lights are on. That's a, that's a good bye. Guys, that's thank you so goodbye. much for joining me today on this, I guess, mobile version of, of our range. <laughs> Brad, we miss you, and we'll talk to you soon. Tons of stories. But yeah, thanks. Yeah. Bye. 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 Good luck. Goodbye. All right, well, that's it for this episode of Ramjack. You can email us, ramjackpodcast at gmail.com, or on Twitter, at ramjackpodcast. Join the Facebook group, because it's the best place to be on the internet. Visit the website, curiositybounds.com slash ramjack. Leave us a review on iTunes. And remember, nothing you do ever really matters, because you'll never be able to pay off your sins. <laughs>